when did you transition from your childhood NBA team to your adult NBA team? We want to know. going on sports family it's your favorite two grown-ass men mike and jabal with two game sports talk two grown-ass men mike good morning say what up to the sports family what's up sports family what's up well it's nba playoff time y'all and uh we thought we'd hit you with an episode this week of talking about your your favorite sports team in the nba what what was it as a child and how did you transition to a new team if you did transition to a new team? So, Jamal, I'll let you kick it off. Yes, sir, man. You, you, come on, let's call it what it is. We grew up in the era of Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. So needless to say, I guess you everybody knows who it is. My reason for being a Bulls fan as a child, as a young man, was because of Scottie Pippen. I know most people, Mike, are going to say, you know, Michael Jordan, obviously, because Michael Jordan was the Bulls. But um, for me, it was Scottie Pippen. You know, back in the day, they call your boy Hottie Pippen. So, <laughs> you know, I rocked all the Scottie Pippen gear, man. Scottie Pippen jerseys, you know, the shoes. You remember them red playoff uh, uh, Nike? What was it? Nike Maestros. I had mm-hmm. to get them, man. But that was that was me. I felt like I was on the island. But, you know. That was uh that was my 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 shit back in the day, man. So that's the reason why I was a Bulls fan. What about you, Mike? You know, for me, I being as petty as I am, um, I actually my team was anybody that was playing in the finals against the Boston Celtics. <laughs> so you know, at one point it was the Lakers. You know, when they had Showtime and Magic and all of them, I was rooting for the Lakers. And then you know when Detroit would play against Boston um, and, and the Eastern Conference Finals, I'd be rooting against them. Anybody going against Boston, I was trying to root for them. And then at some point, like you said, Michael Jordan came in and, you know, we watched him kind of trying to get over that hump and get, you know, to the Eastern Conference Finals and to the you know, NBA Finals. And that journey, you know, we all became Bulls fans. Like you couldn't. Unless you just straight up hate and you couldn't not be a Bulls fan. Um, True. So, yeah, I mean, it was – and to this day, anybody playing any team in Boston, I'm kind of I'm kind of petty like that. So, Mike, I just – I you, you know what? As long as we've known each other, man, I you know what? Maybe it's been dormant. Maybe I just simply didn't know. But you got to explain the the hate, the disrespect for, for Boston. What happened to you? I mean, I mean, you know, Boston at that time had one of the kind of those. I mean, if you saw the whole uh, ESPN forty forty or whatever when they did the you know Lakers versus Celtics thing, there was a lot of racial undertones between those two teams. To be honest with you, and you know the, the Lakers were Showtime and it was party, and they had the, you know the LA Laker girls and all that stuff, and then you had Boston with these tight little ass shorts that they out there playing in and. You know, and Larry Bird is toasting people left and right. And 
getting all the calls from the referees. Like, you almost felt like it was a, a form of oppression every time Boston won, you know? And so I don't, I don't know why, but I, I wanted to see Boston lose. I wanted to see Danny Ainge lose. I wanted, you know, Kevin McHale to lose twice every Sunday. Like, it was just – it was bad. It was bad. Yo, man, it, it, it's, it's crazy now. We're not advocating violence by any means. <laughs> but when we talk about NBA basketball back in the 80s, it was a violent game. And, I mean, when you talk about – any teams like we're just gonna name a few how violent those teams were. I mean, I mean they call it uh it's almost like in, in hockey when they start throwing those fisticuffs. We don't call it violent, we don't call it fighting, it's just a part of the game. So in the NBA back in the 80s, what was a part of the game was <laughs> they getting you know, you getting your ass beat. The Lakers, the Celtics, the Pistons, uh, the Bulls were kind of almost that team that were on the uh, outskirts. And they're mm-hmm. having to fight and claw their way to the top. And I mean, it's just crazy thinking about, you know, us watching ball games during that the eighties and the nineties. Now when you see the game, now you kind of like, that was a technical foul. Really? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, and if you think about it, like one of the plays that really epitomizes that whole rivalry was when Kurt Rambis got basically clotheslined. I think it was by Kevin McHale, you know, like yeah. and that kicked off a whatever the fake kind of fake fight or whatever but i mean that that was a hard foul and and if you were on one side of the fence or you know depending on what team you like that foul like really epitomized emotions you had you know kind of going against them like i was ready to fight anybody wanted to play for boston i was mad about that (laughs) so like i gotta ask you did that disdain for the boston celtics back then carry over in today's boston celtics absolutely Absolutely. Now, I will say, I will say, I can still respect talent, right? And so, Paul Pierce, absolutely respect his talent and and what he did in Boston. Um, Kevin Durant, Ray Allen, like when he was there, like I get it. They had, you know, they had a team. I wasn't rooting for him. I'll be be real with you, but um, you know, I can res- I can you know recognize game, but that disdain for Boston. For all things Boston, uh, <laughs> still, still remains to this day. <laughs> What's bigger than sports is Mike. Mike's disdain for the Boston Celtics. That's obvious sports family. But Mike, check this out. <laughs> all things Boston. Damn, what did Boston do to you? <laughs> so check this out. <laughs> Man, I, I just got to ask you, this is our segue into, you know, we, we, we've we talked about this before, you know, the last dance that got released last um, April. And, you know, it kind of uh, enlightened a lot of people who didn't necessarily grow up in that era. But um, thinking back when we were Chicago Bull fans and the reasons why, are you still a Chicago Bull fan? And if not, why did you transition and who's your new team? I am no longer a Chicago Bulls fan. Um, and quite honestly, you can thank their front office for that. Um, I, I am a big believer of dynasties. And when you have one, you ride with it until they get dethroned. And I felt like um, there was a lot of egos in Chicago that just kind of took the fun out of something special we were watching. You know what I mean? Like we all knew 
seeing a team win 72 games in a season or whatever is rare. We all knew, you know, Michael Jordan going, you know, going for three peats or maybe even a fourth in a row was rare. We all knew, you know, Phil Jackson coaching that team, all those pieces that were there, like what they had was so rare. And we, we knew they were up there as far as mileage and years in the league that it was going to run out at some point. But the fact that the front office kind of pulled the plug behind the scenes, you know, especially after seeing what you see in the last dance, that, that made me, it kind of validated me moving on from them. Um, so I've kind of been a bit of a nomad ever since then. Um, and my pettiness has kind of dictated who I root for. So um, I, I rooted for LeBron when he was in Miami. To be honest, I wanted him to get a championship in Miami, and I really wanted it because everybody was hating on him. So the theme of my kind of fandomship is I tend to attach my my fandoms to whoever is getting hated on. So when the Heat were getting hated on, they had Bosh, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron, I was all in. I was all in. And even I didn't even really become a huge Golden State fan until after KD got there and everybody was hating on Golden State for KD going there. Then I was like, oh yeah, I'm all in. Let's, let's, you know, show these haters what's up. Um, <laughs> so right now I'm just, I'm kind of a bit of a nomad. I, I enjoy watching Golden State's form of basketball the best. Um, but at this point, there are certain players I prefer to watch just more so than, than actual teams. So, uh, your your boy at the Mavericks, um, Luca and Jay Morant, John Morant at Memphis are probably like two of the top three that I enjoy watching, and then Ste- the Steph Curry being the other. Like, I the, the way they all play basketball to me is is fun to watch, and it, and it's elite. Yeah, yeah, man. I tell you, man. Like, I two words words family that come to mind that I would classify Mike as. <laughs> a mercenary he is a higher gun <laughs> so i think you might you might have a small business concept man hey rent me out if you want me to be your cheerleader <laughs> your team <laughs> i'm available <laughs> monday through sunday <laughs> during this block of time <laughs> the other word is free agent i think you're the perfect free agent you know what i'm saying like i, I it, it's, it's funny how um, your allegiance to a team is basically dictated by, you know, like hate is fueled by hate. And that's kind of, you it know, is. that's kind of cool. I never really thought about it like that. It but <laughs> I mean, I own my pettiness. I, I really do. I, my pettiness drives who, who I'm rocking with. He's like, I embrace my inner pettiness. <laughs> that's too funny, man. So check this out, sports family. For your boy, Jamal, I've got, and I'm just going to be honest with you, it's going to sound kind of uh, bandwagon-ish um, during that time. But the reason what Mike uh, called out was the same reason for, for me too. Like, it, I, I felt like why ruin a dynasty, you know, being a Chicago Bulls fan at that time, you know, and, and, and again, a huge Scottie Pippen fan was like, you got a good thing going. Like, me and Mike are always talking about, hey, if you got a good thing going, figure out a way to make it work. And but I have to be honest with you, I have to sprinkle in something after kind of 
like almost forgetting how bad that front office, the relationship between the players and the front office were uh, and bringing it back up to uh, present day, watching the last dance was like, damn, I don't know if I, you know me, I can be petty too. I don't know if I could have taken that long of abuse that uh, Jerry Krause did. (laughs) I mean, like, yo, they like, Chicago, like, <laughs> it, it was like, you you know, and it wasn't all the players, though. Like, when you can you imagine your two best players that you're you're over them, per se, you know, in that whole concept of, uh, you know, ownership and then, you know, being a boss, you're the player and I'm, I'm the boss and you calling me all all things but a child of God. I'm looking to get rid of your ass, too. <laughs> so. I mean, right. but, you, you know, I know it's easy on the outside looking in to say, hey, look, figure out a way to make it work. Um, but, yeah, he probably was at his wit's end and saying, you know what, yeah, the hell with this. And I mean, I'm not saying that he was right and he didn't have any blame. It sounds like they had equal blame. Yeah. Um, so for me, the transition from Chicago to the Orlando Magic was it's almost like transitioning from superheroes you had batman and robin you know batman of course being you know michael jordan and then robin they always kind of classified those guys as batman and robin you know robin being scotty pippen but um transitioning to orlando with shaquille o'neal being superman you know what i'm saying and then penny anthony hardaway like they they were the up-and-coming version of chicago they had a team Dennis Scott, Anderson, uh, Horace Grant, like they, they had a squad, bro. You right about that, man. Those were the days, man. I mean, and, and it's, uh, you know, I hate the fact that that team didn't win a championship. Like that absolutely yeah. still boils my skin over. Like yeah. I just can't understand why. But you know, because of those names that you just spilled out there, man. I um. Yeah, it was that brand of basketball was fun to watch. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you could – it wasn't just all offense. They played hella defense. When when Horace Grant um, – it's almost like he revitalized his career. And and it did, it's not like he had a bum career in Chicago because he didn't. I kind of felt like he was the ultimate role player in Chicago, like the best role player. He was a starter. He knew his position. But when he got to Orlando, it seemed like he was having fun. Like that, that brand of basketball in Orlando was fun. Now, fast forward to present day, <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on in Orlando, but you know, it is what yeah. it is. Yeah, Orlando can draft them, but they can't keep them, bro. Damn, damn sure can't. So, Mike, I gotta throw this out there too. With this concept now, we're in the playoff basketball picture. I can't say bubble anymore, but the playoff picture. What are some things that you see that would kind of keep your fandom, free agent, mercenary uh, uh, feel going on? Like, who are you rooting for right now? I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real, and again, my pettiness. The media has, the media has fueled this. I think I'm rocking with Brooklyn. Is Brooklyn th- in the house? I think I'm rocking with the borough. You know what I'm saying? Because all year long, it's you know, Brooklyn isn't going to get out the East without KD. Or can KD, Kyrie, and Ke- and Harden work together? And, you know, it's just so – and they and we know they've been on Kyrie all season. Like, 
I almost want to see them just run through everybody like diarrhea. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> and you talking about petty. Yo, yo, you got to expand on that a little bit more. Like, you, you'll say it like, because... Cause I think you laid your cards out, man. Okay, we, you, you, I mean, you know what, Mike? I think you have a future in journalism, dude. Like you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> the words that you're using, man. I can visualize <laughs> your 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 hate for for you know the media at this point. But can you expand on that a little bit? I mean, my my point being is, um, we don't see Kevin Durant. We don't see James Harden or we don't see Kyrie Irving in the news for getting arrested or in the news for shooting somebody with a gun or shooting himself in the leg or just some old stupid nonsense, right? These are actually really good dudes that give back to the community, stay out of trouble, and, and honestly kind of want to stay out of the limelight. They just want to play ball. But if you read an article on any one of those three over the last year, I mean, it's almost like just character assassination. Like, just let the dudes go play ball, right? So with that, it just kind of fuels me. Like, I want to see good guys actually win, right? And the other thing, too, is Kevin Durant, as as great as he was in Oklahoma City, as great as he was in Golden State, people are looking at him like, oh, well, he only got it because he did this, or he only got it because he did that. But I look at him as doing something similar to what LeBron did is actually going to different franchises and making them a championship team. So, um, you know, I think it's, it's a feat that rarely, you know, multiple players that tried to do it, didn't do it like Charles Barkley. He's <laughs> always talking about KD and Charles Barkley bounced around from a couple of teams and still never won. And he didn't make them championship teams. So, Ooh, you know, that, that's you know what I'm saying? That that's fueling my my support for Brooklyn right now. Um, so we'll see. You know, I'm I'm petty. I'm with it. Let's go. I like that. I like that. You know what? Um, good observation. Um, you know, it's you know, for me, I, I will admit that, you know, I'm 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 a bit sore and I didn't I didn't anticipate Orlando being in the playoffs, especially with you know the <laughs> trades that we made this year. I mean, it, it's 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 hard being an Orlando fan. It really is, mm. man. It is because you you bring up a really good point. Orlando's problem isn't drafting at all. Or, or you know, historically, Orlando drafts really well. It's about retention or the lack thereof. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it that's hard for a fan. But like looking at this playoff picture, um, I, I'm excited that new teams are in there. I like the parity. Um, you know, it's it's uh. The variety that uh, uh, that the game is is kind of on display right now is that okay? Like Phoenix, I I love the type of offense Phoenix is running. And you and I called this out last year is that um you know be on the lookout for Phoenix, and so I'm yeah. glad to see them in the playoffs. Um, you know there there's I don't know it just feels weird watching today's basketball and not seeing teams that you kind of almost like expect to be there. You know, I expect it, like being a Chicago Bulls fan from back in the day, there was kind of this idea that, okay, they're always going to make the playoffs. And I know right. it doesn't work that way, but, you know, I, I, I like I like the, the difference uh, this year in the teams. Now, Golden State not being in the playoffs, that, I don't know. That's mind-blowing to me. And we know that, hey, look, they're, they're missing one of their best players. 
Um, but Golden State, low key, that's another team that drafts so very well. And, uh, you know, they'll be back. They'll absolutely be back. Um, yeah. yeah. Any surprises of the playoff picture this year? For me, the biggest surprise, and I got to give all due respect, the New York Knicks. I mean, we, you go back, we probably got 10 episodes posted where I'm talking, I'm just shitting all over the Knicks. Like, for the Knicks being the Knicks, right? From Charles Oakley to Porzingis leaving. I mean, any it's just any day of the week, pick your point. What am I going to pick on the Knicks about? But they actually been playing some good ball. And Randall's been playing some nice ball. Uh, Barrett, you know, I think they low-key have snuck up on some people. Um, and it's exciting to see. You and I actually were talking about is, did the Lakers actually give up Randall too soon? You know, like he wasn't, he wasn't playing like he is now when he was with the Lakers and, you know, part of it, the, his development was still taking place, but that joker there is looking like he, he got a, a nice career, you know, for the next seven years in the league, the way he's playing now. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Mike got a bit of controversy for you, you know, and put you on the spot in sports family. We were, we we're going to bring the pettiness out of him. So, <laughs> Guess who the Boston Celtics are playing first round? Team, you just uh, said that, hey, you, you want to support him, and, and you gave the explanation as to why you want to support him. The Brooklyn Nets. So, yeah, the sports family, it's pretty obvious who Mike is supporting. <laughs> <laughs> he has all the incentive to <laughs> do some real shady shit. You know, we, we know that. he's rooting. <laughs> we, I'm about to be open with my pettiness. I'm sorry. All things Boston except for lobster rolls. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, man, I love it, man. See, this is the beauty about sports is that, you know what, there's so many storylines, and when you get it from a fan's perspective, a free agent or mercenary's perspective, That's right. it's all good. It is all good. Yeah. Mike, any closing arguments, any closing statements you want to make before we end this uh, this podcast this morning? I mean, if you give me something to be petty about, I'll root for your team is pretty much my last comment on this thing. Hey, sports family, if you're looking for uh, a petty, uh, you know, fandom right here, you got him. Mike, Mike is that dude. You need to hire him. For high school basketball games, volleyball, any, any <laughs> sports that you can imagine where you need a heckler, Mike is your way. Mike is your way to uh, a great experience. So check this out, Mike. Next next week we gotta we gotta address this because you know we kind of talked about it and it's just been kind of spilling over. We got to talk about this, Mike, and that is this year's NFL draft. Man, we saw some difference from this year versus last year. We gotta call it out, <laughs> sports family. We gotta call it out because we don't know if you noticed. Know but we damn sure did. I'm not going to give it all to you, but we got to talk about it. Big differences. Big differences this year. I can't <laughs> wait to talk about it. Yo, A-Sports family, hope you have a fantastic rest of your weekend. Mike, is there anything else you want to say about this? Okay. I'm good, bro. All right, because I had this petty look, y'all. <laughs> it was coming out of him. Well, that's the rest, sports family. Have a fantastic weekend. We love you. Peace. Peace.